I'm Jonathan Capehart, and welcome to Capehart. When Ava DuVernay's movie Origin premiered at the Venice Film Festival last year, it received a nine-minute standing ovation. The movie, written and directed by Ava DuVernay, is an adaptation of the best-selling book, Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent, by Isabel Wilkerson. The film's power isn't just driven by the subject matter. It's driven by its lead actress, Ingenue Ellis Taylor. In this conversation, first recorded for Washington Post Live on February 2nd, Ellis Taylor talks about the making of the film, why she was terrified to portray Isabel Wilkerson, someone she calls a genius that has yet to meet, and how the personal pain Wilkerson suffered while writing cast is analogous to the ultimate Hollywood adventurer. I just think of her as an Indiana Jones, you know, hmm. going going around the world on this intellectual and journalistic quest. And these, the boulder that's behind her is this, you know, mammoth grief that she's suffering from. And yet she, she keeps going because her, her, her quest is nothing short of saving us, saving humanity. So before we before we dive into the movie and, and your performance, let's talk about how your involvement came about. Uh, in interviews, Ava has said that she had been interviewing Isabel Wilkerson for two years to prepare for this film. At what point did did Ava approach you, and what were those initial conversations like? Well, I I, I kind of approached her actually. Um, oh. I. Uh, I knew that I had heard that she was uh, that she had adapted was adapting the book. Um, I just thought I knew the book right by reputation. I had not read it yet, um, but I just thought it was just this extraordinary thing that this extraordinary woman was going to do. Um, and when I heard that she was starting to cast it, um, I said, "I want to be a part of that conversation." Um, and so I, my sister and myself, uh, made a picture that sort of matched Ms. Wilkerson's kind of iconic photo that she has of herself. And we sent it to the casting director and the casting director sent it to Mr. Vernet. And, um, then we started talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So then, then you started talking, you get the, you get the role, but I get the role. Thank God. But Wilkerson is famously private. I mean, I've been trying for three years since I got my MSNBC show to get her to come on my show just to talk about stuff and right. her books. How did you approach playing her? What, what did you do to prepare? Well, one of the first conversations that I had with Ava about, about what she wanted to achieve with the film is that she was interested in dramatizing the interior life of a woman, um, the interior life of of a black woman, particularly a black genius. And that is something that you rarely see in uh, American cinema, particularly uh, with women in general. We don't see the the inner workings of uh, a woman's mind, how she creates, how she makes. So um, that that was fascinating to me and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. And then having seen Ms. Wilkerson's um, uh, interviews when um, Cast came out in 2020, 
this woman is a refined person, right? She, she is a wordsmith. So her words are her currency. Um, it's her strategy. It's how she moves through the world is the power of her words. So what I had to do in lieu of meeting her, because I didn't get a chance to meet her. Hopefully I will one day. I had to study her. I had to study her interviews. I had to study her, that famous Ted talk she did when warmth of other sons came out. Um, I studied that over and over and over again. And that was my source material. And I'm sure you would attest to as well, Jonathan, that her writing, one of the reasons probably why you want to talk to her is her writing is so brilliant. One of the reasons why her writing is so brilliant is that she's, she's so transparent in, in her, her approach to her, her subjects. In other words, she is always present in her writing, her personal life. Uh, her own experiences are always present and it makes her very accessible. So I just went to her book and pulled out what I could um, from that book, what I felt was her. I'm sorry, I, I, am, I, I, I am speechless because <laughs> here you play this, um, as you call her, black genius. Yes. Um, and she's so notoriously private that you haven't even met her yet. No, I haven't. I haven't Have you heard her. from her since the movie came out? I haven't. I haven't heard from her. And so I'm terrified. I, I, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> like, can I just be honest? Wait, I'm wait, wait. Why? I'm terrified because I, you know, when you, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago and Someone, someone was in the process of doing uh, writing a biography. I think it was Al Alexis Pauline Gums, and she was talking about um, um, her biography work. And in the process of that conversation, I said, "I'm a biographer on screen. That's that that is that is a responsibility. That is a huge responsibility, whether someone is dead or alive. But someone who is still in." So there, there, there's, you know, if, if someone is not around anymore, not walking around, you, you can really, you can really go into the imagination. Right. Mm -hmm. But if this woman, this woman is walking around right now, she's, she's present, she's writing, she's a part of our human, she's a part of our American conversation at this moment and the audacity of me, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, to 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 attempt to portray this woman, this huge force in our culture, I, I'm terrified. I don't I don't know what she thinks. I have to not think about it. But yes, I'm I'm terrified. Well, uh, I, I I will say two things about that. One, um, she could not help but be proud of the performance you give of her. Um, you are the central. The, the central character in the story, and I want to get to that in a second. But also, I, I will tell you, um, um, I interviewed the, the cast and a lot of the, the producers of the new Nat Geo um, series, Genius, MLKX. And I mm -hmm. asked Kelvin Harrison, who plays Martin Luther King Jr., um, you know, how did it feel to play that role? And he said he was terrified, terrified mm -hmm. to play such an historic figure um, so I just throw that out to you, dead or alive, if you're, if the person you're portraying is a, a genius or a monumental figure, 
terror comes with the role. It <laughs> comes with the right, role. Right. Because it just doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't just belong to you. It belongs to, of course, them, but also it belongs to the people who, who, who read her books, who are inspired by her. Um, mm-hmm. And my, I'm, I'm one of them. So yeah. let's talk. So let's talk more about the book. I've I've read both Warmth of Other Suns and Cast. And mm-hmm. Warmth of Other Suns, I could see immediately how that could be a movie. But when it came to Cast, it was you know the idea that that would be a movie, given the 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 thick subject matter, was a little hard for me to wrap my head around until I saw how Ava DuVernay did it, and she did it by making Isabel Wilkerson the 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 focal point of this of the story um there is no real antagonist unless you look at um cast and her her journey but talk to me about you know what it was like for you to be in a movie that is about a book where in the book the author is not the central character but in the movie the author is the central character, and the journey to what became cast is what the movie is about. Well, that's that's a mark of the the visionary work of Ava of Ava DuVernay um, in her research of uh, with Ms. Wilkerson and talking to her, interviewing her, which also lasted several years, a few years. Um, she she found out or discovered really that Ms. Wilkerson herself is a compelling character. Um, I mean, we know that, but she, what she didn't know was what was happening in her personal life leading up to her writing this book. And what was happening or what had happened was that she was experiencing, inc- she was experiencing incredible loss, um, unbelievable loss losing three people in a very, um, three of the most important people in her life in a very short amount of time. And then she writes this book, right? That changed, that shifted how we think about race in this country, how mm-hmm. we think about social mm-hmm. divisions in this country. She went through that and then wrote this book. Um, most of us would just be failed by that and we wouldn't get up ever again, you know? I know when I lost the love of my life, um, I I was I was I was silly for for years, and I'm still going through it. Um, anyway, so Ava found found our hero in Ms. Wilkerson, and I I I I had to embrace that idea, and I just think of her as an Indiana Jones, you know, mm. going going around the world on this intellectual and journalistic quest. And these, the boulder that's behind her is this, you know, mammoth grief that is, that she's, that she's suffering from. And yet she, she keeps going because her, her, her quest is nothing short of saving us, saving humanity. That is an incredible, yes, she is like, Indi- that is a great analogy. She is like Indiana Jones. She is, um, let's talk about the, the, uh, the, the first spark that drives this film, and that is the killing uh, of Trayvon Martin. Uh, and in this scene that we're about to show, um, your character gets into, gets, gets into it with a persistent editor over the meaning of racism. Watch. 
Listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. There's a lot there. But longer form stuff, questions that I don't have the answer to. So ask them in a piece. I don't write questions. I write answers. Questions like what? Like, why does a Latino man deputize himself to stalk a black boy to protect an all-white community? What is that? The racist bias I want you to explore, excavate for the readers. We call everything racism. What does it even mean anymore? It's the default. <laughs> when did that happen? Brett, <laughs> So wait, so you're saying that, that he isn't a racist? No, I'm not saying that he's not a racist. I'm questioning why is everything racist? All right, so that conversation sparks a journey for Wilkerson and the movie, which is as much about Wilkerson's pursuit of an idea as it is about the idea itself. Her theory uh, is complex. She writes, and I quote, race in the United States is the visible agent of the unseen force of caste. Caste is the bones, race the skin. Um, Anjanou, how, how has this experience working uh, on this film changed the way you view some of these issues of race, justice, and oppression? It's changed it dramatically, dramatically. Um, I would say, and I, I would say in three ways. Um, first of all, she's given me language for something that I, I thought, but did not have the language for, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, for example, she builds her argument with with these eight pillars of caste, showing how um, uh, her argument for caste with these sort of eight ideas. Um, and one of those ideas is how terrorism is used as a means of control. I am from the rural South. I am from South Southwest Mississippi. And I live that. I live that. It is a part of my life. Um, these statues, these flags that are everywhere, even now, um, where I live, and knowing knowing the origin of that um, gives me language that I did not have before. Knowing that these these uh, flags and these statues were not erected out of hagiography, we're honoring our fallen heroes, but in fact that they were they are erected to intimidate, mm -hmm. to remind newly uh, emancipated slaves where they came from and where they could easily go back to. Um, and then also, uh, also I would say, uh, it's given me a broader understanding of how we are connected um, with people around the world. I mean, the fact that Nazis, the Nazis studied Jim Crow in America to figure out the blueprint for how they would um, go about, um, um, you know, Nazism in Germany. Germany. Mm -hmm. I mean, that blew my mind. Did that not blow your mind? Y yeah, y yeah. It blew, it blew my mind. And then, and then also, you know, now in this present moment that we are in in this election, and and having a clear understanding that the way folks in the dominant caste, the, the way that they vote, their, their choice of, of who they vote for is so determined not by what they feel would be better for the country, but by their 
insistence on maintaining the caste system in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- this is a, a great segue to another clip uh, that I wanted to show. Um, in, in, this, in, in this scene, Wilkerson gets some pushback on, on her, her historical theory as, as she has it up to that point. Um, let's play this. We'll talk about it on the other side. Well, there are so many differences between here and there. We're talking about the systematic murder of six million Jews. That's the official number. So it's just very different than monuments to soldiers and whatnot. What? What are you saying is different? All of it. We're talking about deliberate extermination over many years. Yeah, but wasn't slavery for like hundreds of years? Right, Isabel? Slavery lasted 246 years. That's 13 generations of people, plus another 100 years of Jim Crow, segregation, violence, and, and murder. It is, of course, horrific. I am not downplaying any of it. There were so many millions of African Americans who were murdered from the Middle Passage until the end of legal segregation, that it goes beyond the realm of an official number. There is no number. There, there is no number. And I wanted to show that because if memory serves, it is after that conversation that she's having with those friends in Germany that she then goes down the road of investigating. And this is when she discovers that Nazis came to the United States to learn about the Jim Crow system and took it back there. And that's where the through line of caste from African-Americans' experience with slavery and further experience in the United States, the Holocaust in Germany, and then the caste system in India. That, that, that is where, from that quote I read earlier, caste is the bones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and And... You know, one of the one of the some of the hardest work. I mean, you know, I have to say that when I when I watch that scene, I get a. I haven't seen the entire movie, so I've only seen clips, and I see these see clips in this in situations like this, where I'm on on you know in front of other people, and but when I when I have seen it, I personally. I have a personal reaction to that. And I watch her, Isabel's reaction, and that would not have been my reaction at all. Mm-hmm. I, it, I, I get angry. I get angry watching that. And, and, and I guess that, that's my character work that I had to do is because I had to respond in the way that Ms. Wilkerson would have responded, not in the way that I, Ingenue Ellis, responded. And I have to say this, that was not Isabel, that was not Ms. Wilkerson's words, though that was Ava DuVernay's words. Mm. And I think it's important, I think it's important to say that because what what Ava was inserting in that moment is this, is this, you know, this this numberlessness, right? That we we can't this number that that we will never know. And one of the reasons why we will never know it is because the numbers keep going up. They keep mm-hmm. going up. Mm-hmm. Police brutality uh, in this country and and black people being murdered, you know, by the state. That number keeps going up. 
um, sitting in that library in Germany where that those conversations actually happened. And the Germans, in fact, the Nazis felt that they some of the things that were um, we were making that not we, but the you know, the Jim Crow South particularly were were making ha- happen institutionalizing. They thought it was absurd, for example, intermarriage and endogamy. They said, there's no way in the world we can make this happen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> even huh. they, even they said um, the, 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 the links that the Jim Crow South particularly went to, they said, we can't do that. Hmm. That's, that's, hmm. that's not possible to make happen here. It's stunning. And what's, what's even more stunning is that we are not aware. We don't know this. We don't know this about ourselves. Right. You know, I, 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 how is it, can you please explain to, explain to me as an actress, how you have not seen the movie in full? Is that something you do with, with all of your films or was making origin so emotionally taxing and draining that you don't feel ready to see it in its entirety. Because I have to say, from the opening scene through the end, I am holding on to to the handset, the, the what do you call it, the armrest uh, in the theater because it is that powerful from beginning to end. Is that the reason? Well, I think for me personally, as an as as a as an as an actor, um, whatever I am, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to have an experience with something, and then see it translated in in another form, because it's something that I went through. It was something that I personally experienced, and then when it's then when it's become when it becomes something else, for someone else to hold, it's not mine anymore. And then it becomes, it becomes vulnerable to opinion and, 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 and I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to hear any of, the, any of that. My <laughs> own included, <laughs> my own opinion, <laughs> you know, and, and, and origin particularly was so personal for me. I went all over the world. I had experiences that, that changed me. And I don't want to bring my own judgment to to that. I want that experience to be alive in me and cherished by me. Um, and I want it to be unsullied. So yeah, that's why. Wow. We I can't um we've got to talk about how this movie got made because um Ava DuVernay didn't go through the Hollywood system. Maybe the closest she came was going to Netflix, who said, Hey, we want to do the film just not in 2024. So what'd she do? She went the philanthropic route, went to our our buddy Darren Walker, who's the president of the Ford Foundation, and got the Ford Foundation um, to help finance it and and individuals. Um, What do you think, what kind of impact do you think that had on, on the film? Do you think, not in addition to allowing the film to be made, did it give... Ava and you and the other folks in, in in the cast the freedom to make the movie that needed to be made. 
I love when I do interviews with Nate, with Ava and she says, we greenlit ourselves. <laughs> I love it when she says that, you know, mm-hmm. that is, that is how powerful, how powerful that is. Um, she did this film outside of the, outside of the studio system. She made it herself. Um, she took a production all around the world. Um, she did, she broke protocol. She, she often did not have permission. And I, I think, and I think that's a very meta thing that she created this film without the permission of the Hollywood system, without their money, without any of it. Um, and she, 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 um, created something, I think, hopefully for the ages, uh, having done so. And the, the other part of it is she would not have been able to make the choices that she made. I likely would not have been in the film if, if, if it were a, a, a studio, um, uh, production. Um, and the other, other folks that I worked with, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been in the film as well. She was able to use her own, um, be her own boss in every way. She didn't have to answer to anyone but herself. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so excited by that. It's a paradigm that she's breaking and I, I -hmm. hope that she continues that. And I hope others, other filmmakers will follow, follow in line with that. Well, I got a couple of questions on that. One, I find it surprising that you think if she'd gone through the Hollywood system, you wouldn't have been, uh, cast. I mean, you're an Oscar nominated actress. You were nominated for the Oscar for your role as Serena and Venus's mother in, in Williams in in King Richard, uh, so that you know, to my layperson's eye, once you get an Academy Award nomination, you're put in this little bucket over here of people who, you know, go and get, and get the phone calls. I can see the look on your face. You're like, child, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but 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 here's. here's <laughs> Here's, here's the key thing I'm trying to get to. Do you think the fact that um, you guys did greenlight yourself, that Ava did go outside the system, that she bucked the system, that that is one of the, one of the reasons why Origin got nary, a, nary an Oscar nomination, not one? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's over now, so we can talk about it. Not only did it not get any Oscar nominations, um, outside of the Gotham Awards, um, it was not acknowledged or rewarded or awarded for 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 any any um, uh, award. I don't know how else to say that. That was. Um, that whose organization or governing body or voting body was predominantly white, not one. Um, it's over now, so I can say that, you know. Uh huh. Thank God that you know we have been honored by the Image Awards and the African American Critics Critics Association. Um, they saw they saw us, you know, mm-hmm. to continue the continue um that. Um, the, the, the title, the, the, the sentiment behind the title of when they see us, uh, Ava's extraordinary, uh, work that was on, uh, about the exonerated five shout out to Yusuf Salam, who's a New York city councilman right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, they saw us, um, but somehow, you know, that community didn't. And you were, you were in, um, you were in that, uh, uh in that show, um, 
I just, you know, during the, 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 the protests over the murder of George Floyd, we saw lots of gestures made, <clears throat> lots of things said, lots of black squares on Instagram, lots of people doing lot, putting money behind a lot of things. And um, it seems like a lot of those, a lot of those things that happen have fallen by the wayside, have faded away, have been, have been reversed. Do you think that, you know, even what Hollywood did during that time was, were those just gestures or have we seen even the tiniest bit of change in Hollywood or has it reverted back to type? Well, you know, a couple things. First, first, I want to say I, I, I honor and acknowledge my colleagues and my coworkers who have been nominated, who who were um, um, singled out and and right rightfully um, um, awarded for their for their tremendous work. So I want I I, I think both things can coexist. So I want to mm-hmm. be clear about that. Um, I, you know, I, I, my response to that is I can't care. I can't care. You know, I, I cannot care. I mean, that's what Toni Morrison said, right? And I live by this or I try to on my best days anyway, is that, you know, that's what this stuff does. It, it, it's merely a distraction. It distracts you from your work. It makes you feel that what you have to do is defend your existence, defend your art, and while you're defending your existence, defending your art, guess what you're not doing is living and making your art. So I, I can't care because that I can't care because it keeps me from doing the work that I need to do. Um, I mean, thank God Ava didn't care, you know, and as a result of her not caring or no, I'll, I'll put it like this. She didn't see that as a hurdle for her accomplishing what she achieved in origin. She did it anyway. I mean, that's a very that's a very black church thing to say. Doing it anyhow, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> that is what she did. We have to do it anyhow, even when they don't care. When they when they don't see us, we do it anyhow. Yeah. Where can where where can we see you next? <laughs> uh, where can you see me next? Uh, well. Uh, what I, I'm going to say this, you know, I'm still, you know, Origin might be in the theaters maybe another couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And my goal with this film is to is to make strides in in penetrating the conservative community. Um, and one of those places, particularly, is organizations like Moms for Liberty, uh, organizations like Mom for Liberty, were instrumental in banning the book cast mm-hmm. in places like libraries like Texas, in Texas. Um, and I, I I feel that Origin being in the world, yes, it's great. I mean, the great thing about Origin is that we are having these discussions now about ca- the caste system in this country. But the other part of that is what is is standing in the way of our knowing that of our awareness and part of that is book banning um so i'm you know going to be doing work in that area um to 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 bring origin and the book cast again it's already that work is already done with the book but bringing back that back to the forefront Whew. 
Oscar-nominated actress Anjanu Ellis Taylor, star of the movie Origin. This has been so much fun. You know, we've gone three minutes over time. I want to thank you. So yes, we have. <laughs> I want to thank can you I, so can much. Can I fan out two seconds? Can I fan out two seconds? Oh, who am I to say no? <laughs> You're not. You are not. I saw you years ago at uh, the, 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 what's the New York Public Library, the award? The, 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 the Award. Yes, yes, yes. I think Colson Whitehead might have been nominated, might have been honored that night. Yeah, and you were at the you were at the end of the table, and I was sitting right down. And I was like, "Oh my God, there's Jonathan Capehart." So I didn't know until last night that you were going to interview me today, and I'm so excited. I'm so oh excited. wow, oh wow. Yes. Well, th thank you very much for that, Anjanu. And next time, come over and say hello. <laughs> okay, done. done. Great. This has been wonderful. <laughs> Anjanu Ellis Taylor, thank you very much for coming to Washington Post Live. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to K Part. It's edited by Nick Roberts. We'll have new episodes for you every Thursday. I'm Jonathan K Part. You can find me on Twitter at K Part J.